It's March 15th, 2020, and welcome to episode 31 of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord servers on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Welcome back, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. And a very special guest. We are joined this week by Darren Yamashita, a professional photographer who will tell us a little bit about his experience with uh, doing photography for baby metal shows. But so maybe we'll start just with that and do a very brief introduction. So hi, Darren. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, welcome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for for coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I just wanted to start, you know, we'll, we'll, in this sort of second part of the podcast episode, we'll spend a fair amount of time with questions about just the process and all that stuff. But maybe just at the beginning here, we can do a, a brief introduction since you not only have done some of the photography at these concerts, but you also know the band. So uh, so maybe you could just sort of say a little bit about uh, how you know Babe Metal and like what's your what's your experience with them? Okay, well, we, we might want to clarify, know the band. Uh, yeah. I don't know them personally sure, or sure. anything like yeah. that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I became a fan in 2014. Uh, I was part of the big group of fans that got to the uh, Gimme Chocolate YouTube video. Uh, it, I thought, was totally ridiculous at the time <laughs> and dismissed it, although I thought it was kind of awesome. Uh, and fast forward about eight or ten months later... I'm sitting in Japan uh, at the Sakura Gakuin graduation ceremony, watching a fake school do a graduation <laughs> in a language I do not understand. Fantastic. So it came, yeah, it, it went pretty quickly. So uh, it's been an interesting ride and I'm really enjoying what they're doing these days. And I'm looking forward to whatever they have coming up. You know it's good when you go all the way down the foxhole and find the pink flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's pretty pretty far, pretty fast. So we can identify, but uh, still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk a, a quite a bit more with you about just sort of like all of all of the stuff surrounding your your interactions with the concerts and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think before that, there are some news things, you know, that have happened of late. And uh, actually, there would have been almost enough to talk about <laughs> by itself. But um, we'll we'll kind of speed through some of that, I guess. But you know, f- feel free to join in on the conversation as we talk through these um, various things. I'll see what I can do. All right, so I'll I'll just jump right in. We have uh, I've split this into non-magazine news and magazine news because. They are, there actually is kind of a lot of magazine news. Uh, the magazine blitz out. continues. Yeah. So the first, I mean, you know, it feels like whenever we record, the oldest news feels super old. Like this barely feels like news now. But since we recorded, uh, the shows are being postponed. And yeah. uh, the Metal Galaxy World Tour in Asia shows are postponed. Uh, those would have been pretty soon uh about a week they would have started in about a week so march 22nd to april 3rd as far as i know there's nothing other than that they're postponed to who knows when i believe you're correct i haven't seen anything about 
reschedule dates or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, they were even before that they were going to play at Notfest, but Notfest as a whole got canceled. And, uh, this seemed sort of even more noteworthy earlier before the whole world was postponed. <laughs> so, right. um, I mean, uh, you know, it, it was, it's at this point kind of crazy to think that they would have even gone on, but so I think, as we said last time, that you know they, their schedule was actually relatively good for this, in that there's a pretty big break after those shows until the next thing. So the next mm. thing that we know of is uh, Rock Am Ring and Rock Rock Im Park in Germany, uh, June fifth to seventh. And as as far as I know, you know that's too far out for anyone to to sort of make a call on. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, we were wondering last time if uh, what's going on in the world was going to affect anything, and sure enough, here we are. Yeah, I think uh, they had a pretty long run of never having anything canceled, but it would have been, uh, you know, it would have been impossible to get past this. So, yeah, impossible and irresponsible to go forward at this point. Yeah, exactly. And there's been a long string of stuff that has happened for their concerts as well. I mean, with the tsunami and the fires at the forum, (laughs) you know, outside the forum. So things have gotten close to being canceled, but nothing like this. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that actually, but it's true. Like the the uh, beginning of the tour was in danger, <laughs> right? That seems like a long time ago. It really does. Uh, but okay, so in potentially more uplifting news, uh, we got a we got a couple of things. We got a, a trailer for the Forum DVD. We did and Blu-ray. That was pretty cool. Uh, did you guys watch it? I did. Of course, it's great. What the uh, behind the backstage badassery walking out to the stage shots are pretty compelling yeah those looked good I, uh, honestly that was the part that i wanted like i, I didn't care so much about the rest of it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but, definitely those yeah. are the most three uh, most exciting three seconds i've ever watched <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was well put together it, it, the um uh, what was it the, the bnn or whatever the or b it was <laughs> yeah. it was they changed the cnn logo to bm uh-huh. which, <laughs> i told you these people are comedians it's it's all this is it's just <laughs> but anyway yeah so uh and i think there was some information released about the the store bonuses when you buy the blu-ray and dvd and i don't think that information was around before so if you buy you know so obviously if you buy the one edition that has to come from a smart but if you buy one of these other ones uh like from i forget actually what the places are but like you know tower and hmv and stuff they'll have individual things like a sticker or a postcard or a clear file or something that that comes along did you guys look at these things i i'm clearly I'm, my, my memory is sort of poor on this i did look at these things and then got instantly annoyed that the things that are cooler are things that do not come in the one edition that i paid more for <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i think all pre-orders come with a poster um, from wherever something like that but yeah, like the lanyard would have been kind of cool. Some of the other gifts would have been kind of cool, but I have no desire to buy multiple copies of the forum to get them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I don't even really want to count how many copies of metal galaxy I have, but <laughs> it's, it's quite an absurd number. Uh, and I, uh-huh. think, I don't really want to start doing that again, <laughs> but it's cool though. And it, I like the fact that the forum is not the one only, I mean, like it is possible to buy it. I mean, it's still, I think only sold in Japan, but, or at least as far as we know. 
So they'll ship it, of course. But right. Anyway, that's when is it? Uh, I didn't write it down, but I think it's May thirteenth. Is that right? That sounds correct. Middle May. So a couple weeks after Fox Day. Yeah. Another thing that happened was there was a uh, Wow Wow. Just as we are recording now, um, Wow Wow played a live selection Odyssey to the Metal Galaxy. Um, that was an hour, and there's not much to say about it really. Uh, I kind of skimmed through it. I wasn't I wasn't sort of watching as it happened. But uh, it was basically just a compilation of some of the stuff from the Yokohama show um, and then some of the stuff from the forum. And then at the very end, they had a little bit from um, the uh, SSN Osaka Joe Hall, uh, the Mm. Dada dance specifically. So it's like basically it looked like it looked to me like it was the music video minus the forum footage. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I just saw the songs that were featured well anyway so I, I think basically just the main new things in that were the little movies that they show where it zooms in on japan and zooms in on the us and then ah. the wow wow special edit of dada dance that they had at the end right and, and actually one thing that i meant to check and i didn't is whether i believe that the audio is live because i'm not sure actually uh whether it's just oh, really i mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound any different but i wasn't paying so much attention so uh-huh. i hope it i hope it at least was live from one of those shots but 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 of course it's like it's intercut from different shows so was this thing planned before they canceled their asia dates this uh wow wow supercut i don't know i don't remember i kind of thought so i mean i but i don't i don't remember actually like we knew about this i think we knew about it when we recorded last time did we because it feels like it snuck up on me. And I was just wondering if this is something they decided to put together because they're canceling dates left and right. Could be. Though it may have been Wawa that wanted it. I don't know. I don't know who yeah. wants these things more. Yeah, right. There's actually That actually relates a little bit to something from the magazine news. Onward. So I'll move on. A quick plug to the babymetalnews.com site uh, that has a... There's a kind of like nice roundup of all of the magazines from, I think, uh, February and March. So... You can follow a link that we will provide, I believe. But so just at the end of the previous episode, we were talking a little bit about this article in Big Issue North, um, but we couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> um, it had just come out at the, at that point. But uh, it is it, – so this is a magazine that is – let's see. It's a charity organization that produces this magazine for – the homeless that are vulnerably housed uh, vendors to sell to earn income. So that's the sort of place in society that this magazine is. Uh, and they had actually featured that. So they have a new, you know, a new issue that has baby metal on the cover and a, and an interview with them. Uh, and they actually had one before in uh, July, 2016. Uh, and it's currently sold out. Um, but they did not too long ago. They did a, a new run of that one. Um, so basically, once they get done sort of selling it, selling it on the street, and it becomes a back issue, there are at least a few that you can order uh, for shipping online. Um, and there's there's a pretty funny thing actually in the sidebar of it uh, of the current one. Uh, so I, I will sort of read over it quickly because I just thought it was kind of funny, and it and it was the thing that connected to the wow wow and who wants it. <laughs> sure. But, but they said uh, Baby Metal first took our cover in 2016 when they. Uh, met Big Issue North designer and self-appointed movies and metal music expert Mark Wheeler at Download Festival this summer. 
Okay, so no one at Big Issue North had ever heard of them before Wheeler convinced us they were worthy of the cover. But soon orders were coming in from beyond our borders. We even sold a copy as recently as November last year, over over three years since it was released. I wonder if it was to me. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, where does it say this? Well, anyway, somewhere it says that this is basically like the best-selling back issue that they've ever had, this 2016 one. Um, or is this, It's actually the number two. The Felix the Cat one was the first one. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the third. There are two Felix the Cat ones that are, of course. That are beating it. But anyway. Is uh, is that a group or is that actually the Felix the Cat, the cartoon? That's a good question. I am assuming I no it's idea. the cartoon. I had no idea what it was, so thank you for clarifying that it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But anyway, so so um apparently, you know, this big issue North got a got an interview with them uh and it's like it's been a total success for them so they've done it again uh they have another article and in fact actually their interview is pretty good so like they ask questions that elicited sort of interesting stuff from them so kevin you were trying to describe this last time uh i don't know oh, if you is this the one again <laughs> <laughs> uh sure i will try again so from sue i feel that the songs that we have been performing for years and the way we deliver the message has changed there were charms and the characteristics of teen years. We always search for the best performance that fits our age. Uh, we can't do the same thing that we did 10 years ago. Of course, some people still do not like our music. I want to tell them to please try to see our show. We tend to be judged by our look, but I want them to judge after they see our performance. I, with, That's I, pretty cool. True, true words have never been spoken, <laughs> in <Yeah>. my opinion. <laughs> uh, also from Sue. With the change of one note, the balance of a whole song can be changed. If the main melody has changed, we redo the rhythm, redo the guitar, we repeat delicate changes until we find the best sound. If the song leans towards one genre too much, it's not a baby metal song anymore. So we are careful about that balance as well. Um, and you're right, this is something I was trying to remember last time we recorded, uh, because we were wondering about how involved they are in the production of all this music. Um, and that last quote i read i think is the most interesting one because it at least le leans itself to make us believe that they are pretty involved in the production of the music yeah yeah and and they certainly are thinking of thinking of it as a team effort as well mm -hmm. so They're testing and seeing what works and what doesn't work stuff like that when i do like I, you know i i like the fact that they are considering it kind of the same way i i am and that like you know it's the thing that all these songs mostly have in common is the fusion aspect, mm -hmm. you know, except for Kagero. <laughs> 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 but, uh, well, actually I suppose in the name of too, that's also fairly, you know, unfused. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause you know, way back when, when they came out, it, it really felt like Koba was doing everything. Mm -hmm. and it, nothing was getting done until he, put his stamp on the final product, you know, now it sounds like there's a lot more collaboration going on with who hopefully it's, it's the girls, but you know, it could be the other musicians or anybody like that. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a one, one man show. Like it sounded like back in 2014. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We've definitely heard stories heard in the sense of red somewhere. Now I can't quite remember, but CR Coba episode, uh, but you know, where, where it was really, there was just a, a lot of back and forth on, I think it was uh, 
might have been Megitsune or maybe it was IDZ or something that just went back and forth like, you know, 35 times or something like that to be tweaked between the, the you know, the work, the composer basically in Koba. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Young Guitar and Kerrang are also both getting in on this, um, continuing to sort of trickle out content so that we have to keep buying more and more of these. <laughs> you have to keep buying more and more of these. Yeah. <laughs> so Young Guitar, um, April 2020, has Baby Metal on the cover again. So they were, it's actually not that different from the previous cover. It's, it features them and the guitars <laughs> again. Right. Um, and it has the scores for Kagero and actually also Road of Resistance, which I thought was kind of interesting. They went, they went back. So if you were into scores, there are those. Um, and I think that uh, the other thing that they did is they took advantage of the fact that a large amount of Galactic Empire happened to be nearby. <laughs> And so they also feature uh, Galactic Empire in a report on the Kami Band equipment and uh, some other stuff, live and gear report on Legend Metal Galaxy. So it looks it looks good. Young Guitar's done a pretty good job, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to know if the Road of Resistance score is the same as the one that was that Yamaha published earlier, because that that was published before. Good question. Yes, <laughs> nobody knows the answer, but <laughs> no, we <what> do not. <laughs> Uh, and then Krang, uh, they continue to do little things. Um, they have a March 7th, 2020 uh, issue. They have a new interview and photos, Baby Metal Access All Areas, is what it says on the cover. They have four pages. That's clickbait. That's clickbait if I've ever heard it in my life. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if magazines have clickbait, but. <laughs> What's behind their red curtain? Yeah. <laughs> well, cake. Yes. <laughs> coconut cake yeah so so they basically have have four pages and uh actually there was also the the real clickbait (laughs) was the other thing they published that was sort of in conjunction with the release of this which was the uh uh, 12 of the most well it's 13 of the most diehard fan bases in rock um and uh bay metal is number 13 on that list i don't know if it's ranked or whether it's actually just there but what's funny is that the um Link says 12 of the most diehard fan bases. So it's like they they published the article and then they stuck Baby Metal in and made it 13. Hmm. I didn't <laughs> catch that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice to be acknowledged. They know that. They know that we buy their magazines. Yes. Some of us buy two of each. So <laughs> uh, Metal Hammer is going to have a Japan edition. So Baby Metal is in volume one uh, where they, they're going to reprint they're basically reprinting the thing that was in the UK Metal Hammer. Uh, so they're going to translate it into Japanese, and I'm hoping that we get a translation into English of that, just just because it would be funny. <laughs> just to go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, I think, personally, I'm going to skip, because, yeah. It's okay, I'll allow it. Okay, thanks. Yep, no problem. And then the last one, this one is pretty strange, and I only kind of understand it, but there's a literary magazine called Tanka, uh, and there's a poet, Ryuichi Tsuji, I guess, um, has a short poem in it called "The End of Re- the End of the Resistance." Um, and the the poet actually tweeted something saying, you know, something effectively like, uh, "This is probably the first time that the word baby metal has been engraved on a literary magazine of the sort found in bookstores nationwide." So hmm. you can get it. It's a uh, nine seventy n, released March twenty fifth. But it's a short poem that mentions baby metal. That is so. interesting. Buy it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> Will it be more or less cryptic than the graphic novel? Very good question. 
Can you get more cryptic? <laughs> We're about to find out by it on March 25th. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I wonder if they'll see a spike and I think that would be pretty funny. I think they almost certainly will. <laughs> so, so, and this is why I think that maybe, maybe Wawa wanted to do the, the compilation thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I guess that's basically the news, both non-magazine and magazine now. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I put in a feedback notes. We, shortly after our previous episode on, uh, song four was released, we were admonished for accepting the possibility that there were only three teams in the Tokyo Dome song four. Uh, it's true. There were four. <laughs> there were four. I went back and checked the video. <laughs> Ah, nice. It's although Kevin, you were right that the stage only had three protrusions. So I mean, like you know, obviously they didn't do all four each on a individual right. end, but um, but it would have been weird. It's true, it would have been weird to have only three. Yes, <laughs> so. I suppose in hindsight that is quite strange. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else anyone wanted to say about the news or speculate about the future before we move on? I feel like we're in a nice little wall. I think with the virus that's going around, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of action for the next little bit. Yeah, right. I guess the speculations about the future are kind of on hold. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, we can pray for something special, but you know. Well, to the extent that it is even possible, it would be not so great to draw a crowd anywhere. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully that means more more interviews, more articles. We'll see. Hopefully they have more time to do stuff like that. Well, we do know yeah. from, I don't know, I forget now which magazine it was in, but uh, we do know that they do Skype interviews. Because True. Was, oh, what was, you know, I think it was a follow-up interview they did and they did it over Skype. And they even sort of described the fact that they were like not in costume and Kobo was lurking around in the back and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Well, hey, Amuse, if you're listening, we record every two weeks. We're available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do interviews now. Yep, that's true. <laughs> we got Skype. <laughs> we can handle Skype. Yeah. We can even handle questions in advance. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, well, yeah. So, no, no, actually, maybe now we can uh, transition to the, uh, you know, the main topic of the show, which is to, be, to talk to Darren here uh, about... Well, we have a whole list of questions, <laughs> so, uh, but then and they are the sort of obvious things. Uh, but I mean, I guess the the first thing would be maybe to to get a little bit deeper into uh, really just the uh, the you know Darren's background or your background, depending on whether you are Darren listening to this now. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, maybe uh, you could just sort of talk about uh, like how how you got into photography and you know like and uh, what what sort of led you to uh, make that kind of like a career um it was uh, around 2010 i was uh i had stopped uh i used to be a, a basketball coach for uh like a youth church league the uh junior high and high school level and uh just i decided to stop coaching that was 24 years worth of that and uh need to do something else so i was always, always interested in photography but I thought, well, you know, maybe I can take pictures of some of these kids, you know, and nobody comes out to take pictures of them and share them with the families and stuff like that. So, uh, bought a camera, bought a 50 millimeter lens, figured that's all I need to take pictures of sports, isn't it? And quickly <laughs> understood that that was totally not going to happen. 
<laughs> so within two months, I upgraded my camera body. Another couple months, I upgraded my lenses and started shooting uh, sports indoor. And then uh, at one point, um, I, one of my friends asked me to shoot some high school football. They were going to the playoffs. So they uh, uh, went out there and took some shots and one of the photographers said, Hey, if you're interested in shooting, you know, I'm shooting for this, this group and, you know, we're always looking for photographers. So yeah, sure. So started shooting for, uh, the company was called sports worlds. And basically we would just go out and shoot tons and tons of pictures of football and other sports at the high school level. Did that for a little while. And then, uh, they went under, and I went looking for somebody else to shoot for. And it's a publication called The Ultimate Sports Guide that uh, covered uh, college and pro sports. So I started shooting for them. And at one point, I was uh, covering a Sharks game. And one of my, uh, in my previous life, I was a sports card owner, shop. Uh, shop. So it's a whole different uh, rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, that was 20 plus years of, of buying and selling sports cards. Um, but one of my, one of the customers that we used to have was, is a, uh, photographer get for Getty. So I, at the Sharks game, I ran into him. So, you know, he, we were talking and he was surprised that I was there, obviously, because the last time he saw me was <laughs> giving him a pack of cards. <laughs> so. Uh, he introduced me to, uh, one of the USA Today guys and we started talking and kept in touch. Uh, I'd run into him from time to time. And after a couple of years, you know, hopefully people seeing my stuff, uh, I, uh, hooked on with USA Today Sports. So I, I'm still shooting for, uh, Ultimate Sports Guide. I'm shooting for a couple other people. Um, but uh, I'm also shooting, uh, USA Today as well. Uh, that's been uh, about a year and a half of, of that. And wow. uh, it's not really working out right now, seeing how I had 13 different games to shoot between uh, up up until the end of this month. Mm -hmm. And now I have zero. Right. So Eve. got a lot of time to talk to you guys about Baby Battle now. Yeah. Silver linings, I suppose. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and just so people who may not know, what is Getty? Getty uh, is a photo agency, and they they're the biggest one. I'm 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 guessing they they bought up all sorts of different mm -hmm. uh, collections and agencies and stuff. So uh, basically, the the uh, news outlets have a subscription to Getty, so they can use their photos for their stories online or in their in their newspapers, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. I don't actually know too much about what it's like to be. A photographer, but, um, is it, I mean, do you consider yourself kind of freelance or are you like, how, what is your, it sounds like you're connected yeah. to a couple of different organizations, but not, but that's just because they sort of get first pick or something or. Uh, yeah. In, independent contractor. Okay. But yeah. I mean, we have a, you know, USA Today has a group of photographers. Uh, so I'm one of them and, and being there only for about a year and a half, I'm still pretty low on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been able to get out and, and shoot and do the job like uh, I was always hoping to do when we started getting into this. So it's been fun. Cool. Is it, do they ever send, do they um, direct you to certain things? I mean, do they send you on assignment or whatever, or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there, yeah, we always have a monthly assignment uh, 
Uh, actually, I have to fill that out once we get off of this uh, on my, what dates I, I'm free next month. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we, I got a schedule and th- those are the games I'll be covering for that month. Hopefully there's games to cover. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that schedule is probably going to be pretty light this month, next month. So how did you then go from sports to concerts? So concert photography was, was always pretty interesting as well. You know, I think that's another one of those things that everybody likes to do. The sports is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a uh, J-pop festival, and uh, this was in San Francisco in 2014. And I thought, oh, well, it's an outdoor festival. Uh, there's a number of groups from Japan that are coming over. So I thought it would be a good uh, good time to go over there and see if I could do some concert photography. So I uh, contacted one of the Japanese-American newspapers in the area in San Francisco uh, and uh, Asked them if they wanted some photos, so they got me a photo pass, and out I went, and it was fun. That's awesome. Didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, tried to try to get what I could, and then you know, that was also after the time I had discovered Baby Metal, and when Baby Metal announced that they were coming to L.A., like, oh, well, hmm. <laughs> this could work out. <laughs> Starting to see the benefits reap through. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I contacted uh, another Japanese-American newspaper down in L.A., uh, the Rafu Shimpo, asked them if uh, they were looking for a photographer for the, the show. So they didn't know anything about it at the time. So being a fan kind of helped me get a jump on anybody else that was interested i guess and that's where that started that was my first actual show in a concert hall in the indoors with uh, all the bright lights and photo pit and everything that's wild so you just up and cold called newspapers basically and said hey i would like to shoot for you can i go shoot for you send me a pass yes <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah you know uh yeah, I, I figured the, the main newspapers in, in L.A., the L.A. Times are probably not going to be interested in, yeah. in that. But um, I knew people at both newspapers Oh, okay. dealing with them for, before with uh, sports photos. Got so it. Uh, that helped out a little bit. They, they actually knew what kind of uh, work I could do. So uh, that definitely helped get me in the door. And actually, so if if this is uh, leading up to the July 31, 2014 article on Rafu Shimpo. You you actually wrote the copy as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, do you need me to t- write write up something? And like I said, they didn't know anything about the, the group. So they said, yeah, sure. So I had to write up a article as well. And that, that was, I guess, as I recall, my first article that I ever wrote as well. So my <laughs> <laughs> first here with Baby Metal. That's awesome, though. I, I mean, like, you know, those of us who do read the, the various articles that come out on all the, the little publications about these shows, um, it's it's definitely nice to see some written by people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was the good thing about about that is I knew that's the, top, the subject, right? Um, if they had sent me out on my own covering somebody I don't know, yeah, that's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. I love the uh, the title for that article, by the way, uh, yeah. Cradle Rockers. Yeah, and I, I, I would love to say I, br- <laughs> I I came up with it, but I did not. And I thought it was genius when, it, when I did see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really clever. 
Um, so I know because somebody out there is wondering, what's in your bag when you go to a shoot a concert? Uh, so uh, I'll always have two cameras. I'll have, uh, and the two lenses that I always bring will be the 24 to 70 28 and the 70 to 200 28. Uh, mostly because, you know, you, you, a lot of these concerts are going to be in dark, dark arenas, even though they have some bright lights, they're not always on. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're going to need some fast class in order to get some decent shots. Uh, Is that what the 2.8 means? Uh, yeah, 2.8 aperture. So it lets that, that type of lens lets in a lot more light than some of the other uh, lenses, like uh, some of the kit lenses and the uh, consumer type DSLRs are mm-hmm. going to have uh tough time in low light. So, you know, any, any, uh, camera is going to do great if you have light. Uh, once the low light comes down, right. that's when you need better glass. That's when you need better camera bodies. I found that out. Like I said, after the first time that I shot sports <laughs> indoors in a gym, in a high school gym, wondering why none of my shots are coming out. Uh huh. Well, it's also pretty fast paced, but in, in both types of photography, right? I mean, like, like the, the subjects you are trying to capture are moving quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar, you know, uh, to sports from between sports and and uh, and concert photography. Um, baby metal is a little different than your typical metal group because they're doing a lot more moving around than than uh, a lot of these other uh, bands. So uh, you definitely need to make sure you have some fast class as well. Sure. So yeah, most of the time that's what I mean. That, every time that's what I'll have. I'll also bring. Uh, uh, I've brought my fish eye. I'll bring uh, eleven to twenty four, um, and then also uh, if they don't put don't have a uh, photo pit, they usually put us back in the uh, in the back or at the soundboard. So then I bring a four hundred. Uh, so that will give me a lot more length. Sorry if, if this is all like, you know, nerd <laughs> camera talk here. It's okay. <laughs> but, there's somebody out there who's enjoying this, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, that really helps out a lot to try to get some nice close-ups when you're not even close to the stage. Mm-hmm. So was the first time you saw Baby Metal Live when you were actually the photographer there or or did you actually see shows yeah. before that? No, no, that was the first time they were in the U.S. So, oh, that's uh, wild. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that was April or May is when uh, the, the first album came out, right? Somewhere around there, and they had the Budokan show around that time as well. Um, then, yeah, they came to the U.S. in July. I think it was July, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, July 2014. Right. Seeing how yes. July 31st was the <laughs> date of the uh, Cradle Rockers article there. Yeah. Uh huh. That's excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, one of the things that that occurred to me about that is that, and you probably at least had seen some of their live performances in other ways before. Uh, so you kind of knew what to expect, like where they were going to move and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I do with all the groups that I try to cover. Uh, Baby Metal is really good about that because so many people take uh, fan cams hmm. and maybe Baby Metal generally does not change their, their, uh, their set list, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I will go in, re- uh, watch as many fan cams as I need need to. Uh, you know, I'll watch official videos as well if they have some choreography there. And then I just get, I just kind of write down some notes to figure out, okay, 
this this pose, this part of the the song. You know, it's going to be better to be on this side of the stage rather than the other side because you know their their arms are moving in front of their face over here. Where if I'm on this side, you know, you're going to see them. They're going to turn and look towards you rather than away from you, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I'll have a little list of of stuff that uh, where I want to be. Unfortunately, with baby metal, that hasn't worked out too well because every each time that I've gone there, uh, gone to shoot them, there's been a lot of photographers there, and I can't move anyway. So <laughs> oh, interesting! It's been a little difficult. Um, <laughs> the the uh, one in San Francisco, I knew that I wanted to be right right there in the middle, so I got the the middle spot right away. Mm -hmm. um, but for Megitsune, I wanted to get the hangout shot for from Sue, right? And I knew that you know that nobody, I'm not getting that past. Um, baby metal management, but it was a personal photo that I needed to get. <laughs> I so, respect that. It, it, thank you, thank you. I got the same. I did the same thing in Kansas City. <laughs> so I moved out of my middle spot, over over all the way to the right, so I could get get a shot of Sue. Uh, the the hangout was a little anticlimactic. It wasn't all that involved. No no tongue sticking out or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> I did get a shot of it, and then. When I moved back, there was people in my spot and more like two rows deep people in my spot. So <laughs> oh, I wasn't wow. getting into the middle from that point on. Uh, but, you know, knowing what was going on, uh, knowing the choreography as much as I could, uh, I knew, you know, what to look for, even though I wasn't maybe in the prime spot that I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. So that helped. And then you just shoot. I mean, some things happen that you just don't remember or uh something different happens uh so it some a lot of a lot of it is just luck as well yeah one of the things that like even at the very beginning when we started uh thinking about the possibility that you could come on and talk to us uh one of the first things that i wanted to find out was sort of how how you how you get to do uh the photography for this like how, how well okay so so we talked a little bit about the cold call aspect of it, <laughs> but right, yes. But um, one another thing that was I was curious about was that since you've done 2014 and 2019, um, if if things had changed and and sort of like you know how how did that process work? Uh, for well, for both shows, I I shot for the Rafushi pull. I see. So that that really didn't change. Um, the process definitely changed on the baby metal side. Uh, in 2014, uh, it was an email to Muse USA. Um, then they hmm. ended up eventually getting back to us, gave me some guidelines, uh, via email on what they, uh, what, what we needed to do. Uh, we needed to send them shots and they needed to pr uh, prove whatever ones before we can, uh, uh, publish them. Mm -hmm. So they had full reign to say yes or no to any of the shots that we, we took. Uh, 2019 was the same way. However, there was actually a, uh, we talked to their US uh, PR, which I think was uh, 5B, 3B, something like 5B. that. 5B, yeah. 5B, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, they had a contract which had a lot more stuff in it than <laughs> 2014 <laughs> did. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, we, we, we signed that, and then went through the same process, you know, edited photos, sent them. Uh, a batch and then they get, came back with approvals interesting yeah, at the risk of i don't know you're doing this again can you give any insights on that contract you had to sign 
uh, the contract on what's in the contract. Um, or even just sort of generally like, you know, just, what, yeah, just what generally, shape are these things? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that long. It's not, it's, it was only like two, three pages or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but definitely gave you some guidelines on what you need to do. Uh, I, one of the, I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, one of the things in the contract is do not discuss any of the points in this contract. Right. So it's going to be a little difficult for me sure. to answer some of these next questions sure. I'm sure that you're going to have, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can do the best that I can. Uh, uh, you know, only the Fox God knows might come out of my mouth a couple of times, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, they, they, they do, they do have some, uh, some guidelines on who you can shoot mm-hmm. uh, and the, the type of poses that are, that there are. Hmm. Uh, if you look, I mean, if you look at uh, other people, you know, other the other articles that have come out online and you see the type of photos that they end up posting, you're probably going to get a little better idea of what they're looking for and what they're a- approving and not approving. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, one of the things is that there are three people out there on the on the stage and generally you don't always see individual shots of each one of those three right right so right reading gonna, between the lines there you can pretty much figure out what's in the in the contract got right? it oh well yeah and i mean i guess it, i was sort of interested to know whether they gave you guidance in advance and it sounds like it sounds like they did to a certain extent i mean like so yeah it's not in just 2014 no uh-huh. uh they did not they just said that they needed they needed the shots approved. Right. Uh, 2019 was a lot more. Um, and just, you know, since our, the, the, uh, the San Francisco show and the LA show came after some of the other shows in the tour, I was able to look at some of the shots that were approved by, uh, at some of the other concerts. Right. So looking at those, I was like, okay, I see what they're trying to go, go with. And so I took some of my shots accordingly. Hmm. And then I took a bunch of other shots that I knew weren't going to get uh, approved, but those were more for personal and fan use. Yeah. Do you have a private collection hanging on your wall? Do you have a gallery? <laughs> there could very well be an iPad somewhere that <laughs> I moved around and let people see. Uh, yes, that could could exist. So if somebody sees me at a show, and I may not have the iPad anymore, but it, I would have them on my phone that. If they want to take a look, that's not a problem. This phone may self-destruct in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens after this uh, recording. <laughs> yeah, I could I could think, though, I could see it actually being sort of, I mean, particularly from a kind of professional point of view, like knowing what they're looking for ahead of time rather than having to guess from what other ones were approved is probably better. Yeah, definitely. So. And, you know, it's this whole thing, it, it, it comes down to what are they, what are they getting out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, but what is baby metal getting out of this? And they, they want the publicity, but they also want to make sure that the, the photos that are out there are up to their standards. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, not, it's a two way street. It's not just, Hey, you know, we want some people to come out and take pictures of our concert. It's more of we need that publicity out there. Keep keep us in the in the public eye, mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that um, what's out there is what they want to see. Do you actually get much chance to interact with other photographers there? I mean, like that, a little bit that you're sharing uh, the photo pit with or whatever. Yeah, you know, some it depends on. Like in 2014, we were kind of um, separated, and then they kind of shoved us all into the photo pit. We're all uh, right at the beginning. 
Uh, so I didn't really get to talk to too many people. I talked to more fans than, than I did photographers <laughs> at that one. Uh-huh. Um, 2019, um, I did talk to a few of the people at the forum because we were outside. They wouldn't let us inside until just before the show started. So we got to talk in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I talked, uh, got to know the, the photographer from Burn Magazine, uh, that, uh, been shooting for 30 some odd years. Oh, wow. And that was fun, fun, fun hearing from all the stories that he had. Yeah. The other ones, uh, the other people who were there that some of them knew baby metal a little bit and some of them had no clue, but wanted to come and shoot. Do you feel obligated as a uh, baby metal fan to help these people out or is it more cutthroat? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I did, you know, Hey, you know, they're doing these songs. Look for this, look for that. You know, they're going to, they're going to do which one. Well, yeah, there, you know, there was, like I said, you know, there's certain, certain individual shots you could not take. So they asked me, which one or ones <laughs> were the on. ones that they could they could take pictures of? So we helped that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's true. I guess you know there was there was probably a time for most people when baby metal was new to them, where you could tell who Sue was, but you weren't sure which of the other two were which. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. So I can understand yep. this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It totally makes sense. I guess was there anything the, the one other question that I have here in the little list of things I was going to ask was if you if you thought of um if there were any sort of like memorable stories or whatever that uh, interactions with between you and the fans uh in as part of this shooting process. Yeah, it's great. I mean, this this fandom is fantastic. Um you know, the 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 first show that I went to, I you know, went up to the guy that was the first guy in line just to see when he got there which was, as I recall, 5 a.m. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think it, most shows are like that, if not the night before. Um, and then we uh, got to talking a little bit, you know, while they were they were in the in the audience waiting for the show. And I, I talked to that guy still. You know, there's a bunch of people from um, shows and online that I talked to that I and it doesn't happen in most of the other concerts I go to there, you know, a lot of people are just kind of interested in what your where your shots are going to be mm-hmm. but a lot of you know a lot of the baby metal fandom they just want to talk they just want to talk about the group and we're a big <laughs> family here it's fun yeah yeah you know I to the point where I was giving away giving away gifts because everybody because the first time I was like what is, what is this what are you giving me <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I started well hey I got some photos I can I can make some gifts as well so it it really is a lot of fun. Uh, the, the 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 fandom and the and going to a concert has been just a a, a joy. It really has. Excellent. Uh, okay, I I keep asking questions, but uh, other people can jump in if they want. <laughs> um, you alluded to this already, uh, but how do you get placed? Uh, it sounds like you had a bit of freedom in 2014. How was that in 2019? Yeah. So. Um, for for just about any show, you know, there's a photo pit. Uh, there there are times when the, when there isn't, but uh, for the most part, you know, you're gonna have a photo pit, and pretty much first come first serve of where you where where you're gonna get to go. Uh, for somebody like Baby Metal, you kind of want to be in the middle because the choreography lends itself to you know being dead center. Right. Uh, you know, I, I shot a, a group called Tokyo Performance Doll. 
at one of the uh, J-pop festivals. And I decided, you know, we had a multiple photographers there. So I was like, oh, you know, well, there's a couple of people in front. I'll, I'll come over to the side and shoot. Well, they have like nine or 11 members and they're doing all these dances. And I'm sure it looks awesome if you're in the middle. <laughs> but from where I was over there on the far right, I had no idea what the, what was going on. And yeah, yeah so I kind of learned my lesson on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, first come, first serve in the in a photo pit. Um, I don't, I've never seen where they've allowed some people in first and then the other people in later. Uh, for 2000, for the forum show, they did not have a photo pit, obviously, because of the uh, moving stage. Uh, so they put us in the back on the lower level over there to the left, kind of be behind uh, one of the circle pits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that was one, the reason why, you know, the 400 comes to, comes to mind. Uh, I've shot Van Maid. Uh, they put me at the at the uh, next to the uh, soundboard, uh-huh. and then they played in the dark. So that was not a fun <laughs> show to <laughs> shoot whatsoever. <laughs> you gotta hear it good though, right? Oh yeah, it sounded great yeah. at the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, so. Uh, well, a little bit later, we'll look at a little slideshow of the of some of the photos that you did. But there was one that showed fairly clearly where where you were on the forum, and it's. You were surprisingly far away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you hope to to find out in advance where you are, and very rarely do they tell you. Um, sometimes you get to know the day before or the day of, and sometimes you don't know until you go in. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's why you, you have to bring long lens if you end up getting stuck in the back. Mm-hmm. I've learned that personally as well. You know, been there with a all the way in the back and nothing but a seventy to two hundred, and three thousand fans in between me, <laughs> me and 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 the stage. So, yeah, got to make sure that you're prepared. Uh-huh. Maybe this is a good time then to uh, get into some of those photos. Sure. So these photos are are courtesy of the Rafu Shimpo. Just want to let you know, and so, because a big thanks to them for allowing us to. Uh, show these photos i think personally they've only used like one or two photos from this year's concerts the two concerts that i covered so i mean this is like the world premiere of some of these photos you know should be there should be some like cool music going on big scoop we got the big scoop going (laughs) in the photo that we're looking at now you can see what that you were positioned pretty far back um yeah so the the at the end of the of the floor. Mm-hmm. So before the, right where the, the, uh, seated, uh, area starts, uh, there's a little, uh, ADA section there on the left. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are all positioned. So one of the things that I see there, uh, it's, this is a, it's a photo that has, you know, sort of a wide shot of the, the form. I'm in there, by the way, I'm in, I'm in this photo, but I'm, a, I'm a, only a few pixels, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, at the moment, you know, the, this shot, there's a lot of sort of like narrow blue lights uh, in all kinds of crazy directions. There's flames and little red lights and things. And that sort of leads to the question that I was thinking of, of even before I saw this photo, which which is like, how do you deal with or what do you think of the lighting that Baby Metal uses? Because a lot of times I sort of see them. It's sort of impressive at the time, but I could imagine that a lot of this like blue and red wash that they do has got to be hard to photograph in <laughs> definitely um so in 2014 the first song was you know and like i said it's my first indoor uh concert 
uh, with uh, dealing with lights. Mm-hmm. So the first first uh, song was Baby Metal Death. And mm. for you guys and, and girls that have watched this either live or on some stream or on a, on a Blu-ray or DVD, you'll notice that they play basically in red light mm-hmm. or no light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much anything but white light. So uh, <laughs> you, you can imagine my kind of fear. And, uh, when, when that started going on, we, and for two, uh, the first show, they only allowed us to shoot two songs. So here we are, the first song, and I've got not very much. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to shoot what you can and, and pray. Uh, so yeah, you know, red especially is just tough to, to shoot in. So, you know, especially when you get, and this is this is this is like concert photography in general. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with with a big arena show, you're going to get more of the white light and stuff from time to time. Um, but small venues and stuff, they'll, they'll very rarely use white light a lot. You know, it's a uh, again bandmate. Bandmate didn't use white light. Period. Uh, that was just <laughs> it's just the way that it is. You know, so you you just deal with it. You know, you uh, one of the things that I'll use his auto ISO mainly because the lights are changing so often mm-hmm. and I'm spot metering again. Here we go with the camera nerd stuff. That's okay. Uh, we're spot metering a uh, single spot and on their face because that's what you really want to get mm-hmm. uh, the exposure to. So yeah, uh, a lot of times you'll get this green, the green face or red face or bluish yellowy face. And that's a lot of times when I just decide, well, you know, black and white is going to look really well here. Right. So you're going to see, you know, some of these, some of these groups, you're going to see a lot of black and white shots uh, because yeah, the light just does not look flattering. Hmm. Well, I assume that there's actually, I mean, like the physics of red light probably also just make it just terrible for, for capturing, you know, light images. Yeah. So cameras have a hard time with it. You know, they, it, they'll overexpose it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and some sometimes just wash everything way out. So, yeah. uh, y- if you know the white, the red light's coming, you could underexpose a bit. But how 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 often are you going to know that that's what's going to happen? Yeah. So. It blows my mind a little bit that Baby Metal was your very first concert that you shot professionally. Like, talk <laughs> yeah, about going yeah. from zero to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's straight to one hundred. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I was kind of curious to know if you got the sense that they, they play it to you at all, you know, play to the photographers in the pit. Um, they play to the fans, you know, they, I, I, you know, like I've said, I was, I, I shot three shows for them, uh, for, um, of them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten one shot of Moa or, you know, especially Moa. She's always the one looking around, uh, <laughs> staring right at me. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you know, if, but there are plenty of fan cams that have it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, I'm doing a job, so it's it's great if I get that interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as a fan. But you know, you can't be a fan when you're in the photo pit, especially for your first gig. So, you know, there was a spot where uh, where uh, Sue, sorry, uh, was holding out the microphone to the crowd, and she was like hovering right right over me. Uh-huh. So here I am trying to take a shot at Sue, 
you know, and she's basically two feet in front of me. And I can't just freak out and just start <laughs> squealing or anything, right? Yeah, I, I gotta get the shot. So you know, you, you you have to make sure that you understand what your job is, uh-huh. and yeah. then you know, afterwards you could say, "Man, she was two feet away from me, right there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think one one thing that we wanted to do, I think we hadn't planned this super carefully, but um, is we have this slideshow uh, which we'll be able to see uh, people in the discord can see it as we're recording this uh, and it'll be visible in the YouTube stream as well. So this yeah. podcast has a, a YouTube presence as well. If, if you've been listening to it only as a podcast, as an audio podcast, there, there's a place that you can go for these particular visuals. Um, and I guess maybe what we should do is just go ahead and kind of like watch the, the little slideshow that we have of the 18, um, shots that you have and then we can maybe go back and talk about specific ones okay sounds good okay so as i guess as we're going through it let's let, let's i would say let's not silently watch them go by because that would not be very interesting <laughs> so <laughs> so if you were going to comment <laughs> then if you had world premiere music then we wouldn't have to worry about that maybe we can uh, add that in yeah, post true. We, can, we can add that in okay post. all right <laughs> the trick about that is getting content flagged yeah right so ah yes <laughs> Okay, off to the races. Here we go. Beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Lights coming Everybody. down individually. Mm-hmm. So just to Lots say that red. these are the shots that were approved by Baby Metal. Uh-huh. Um, for me personally, I think they're more standard type shots. And it makes sense that that's the one, those are the ones that they're going to approve. So you can't get too artsy, I guess. Sure. Well, you can. Man, sort of- it's like you're right on the stage. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. White light. I'm sure you were very Thank happy. You. Yeah. Thankfully, that was not white light. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shot. Yeah, it's, that is good too. Yeah. I've uh, I've seen. So we definitely have. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk more later. Let's keep watching this. I like the Shanti shot, though. <laughs> <laughs> the flags. Here's the crazy one. I really like that photo, actually. It's majestic. These are 2014. You were two feet away from her. Yep. Two feet. <laughs> Uh, It'd be really difficult to actually be productive doing this if I were me. (laughs) That's a, that's a good photo. That is excellent. Yeah. This one actually almost looks like a, a a shading painting. Yeah. I'll say the Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. Moa looks jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Here's this one again. Yeah. So that's a full lap. I guess we've, we've cycled. We have. Yeah, we have excellent. What I was going to say, I guess that uh, we've sort of said stuff about this already, kind of, but the, we've seen a lot of fairly similar photographs from a lot of people because I think of what they're willing to approve. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, that's what the, that's the look that they're looking for. So, you know, if you take a whole bunch of shots of crazy angles and get an interpretive 
with your artistry, uh-huh. then yeah, you may not be able to get much done. Right. Did we want to jump to focus our discussions around particular photos? I, I had, unbelievably, there are 18 photos here. I have picked nine in my little <laughs> small subset to talk about. But Okay. Um, sure. Is this, is this number one? This is that number would one. Be no, yeah, that'd be the first one. If, if you start here, then they'd be in a uh, chronological order. Okay. Sue, Sue's elbow is straight up iconic. <laughs> I guess we probably should sort of describe it a little bit uh, for those few people who aren't actually looking at it. But but yeah, it's um, it's Sue standing there. The thing that caught my attention was the fact that she has extended her arms, you know, in a way that reveals how far her elbows bend. <laughs> She's typical. <laughs> Sue Bendy elbow photo. Yeah. You know the YMCA sing along dance. She she does the Y all the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's a good Y. It's funny. I think. Uh, I mean, like you know, she often wears sleeves now, and I think you know, I think partly she's not letting this be visible anymore. It's kind of sad. It's quirky. But, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So so this one, um, I think I think you were you were Darren. You were saying something about this. Uh, before maybe you wanted to sort of talk a little bit about how this ended up in black and white and so forth. Well, uh, yeah, you could probably figure out why it's a black and white. Uh, they w- she was in in red light on this one, and you know it it just kind of worked out that um, the light was falling on her hand, which was doing the kitsune shot uh, sign. Too perfect. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, great. you know, and it, like I said, you know, you, there's things that you you try to get and anticipate, and then stuff like this where, that just comes out. You know, you don't know how the light's going to fall. You don't know what what where she's going to be exactly uh, in that light. So, yeah, it it really uh, worked out. Um, I you know did bring up the shadows a bit on her hand to bring it out a little bit a little bit better. Uh, it was a little lost there in her uh, her outfit there for a little bit. So I just wanted to make sure people were seeing the uh, key part of that. Mm-hmm. And yes, her arms are pretty <laughs> much bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, we were talking before we started recording. Um, you were surprised that this one got approved. Yeah, because, you know, like I say, it's not a standard shot. So um, when, when they gave, gave the approval, I, we, I actually, the, the reason why there's like seven shots from uh, from 2014 is because they gave us uh, four for the Rafu Shimpo, and then another publication uh, asked to use some of the photos, so they gave us mm, three more. Okay. So yeah, and stuff like this, I, uh, for an individual shot, I would have thought that they would want you know a face visible and stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. guess hopefully they they enjoyed this one enough to uh, prove it. Right. Yeah. The the, the art won them over. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Moa saw it and she's like, oh, this one looks like I can bench 200 pounds. I like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. The next one I think is two, two ahead. Yeah. I mean, uh, so this is a, this is a largely a silhouette shot, although you have the, you can really see the red in the skirts, but this is, I guess one of the things that made me think about this one is just that this is a lighting challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm shooting auto ISO, so really, if I had my my focus point on one of their faces, it would have been blown out a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, having it off of the face, a little more on towards the uh, the edge of their silhouette, makes the uh, the camera see the the light behind them more so. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, anytime I can get a, well, obviously when there's no light facing them, you're going to get a silhouette <laughs> shot. So sure. you, you hope that, you know, you, you take your, your focus point and just take it away from where you, uh, where the dark spots are to try to fo- uh, expose for the light. I love the mood Yeah, in this shot. Yeah. I, you know, I actually have this as my uh, wallpaper for my desktop. Oh, and nice. I still do. Yeah. yeah, I like this shot. I can believe that. Yeah, no, it it uh, it really does look like you captured the intent. Like, I mean, that this this is really what they were probably trying to go for for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, this is a this is a photo of uh, Sue and Ma and Magitsune. It's and I actually really like it. The lighting is nice, and all that stuff is nice. We we only see Sue and Ma, but it's taken at this super strategic angle. <laughs> Yes, and that was on purpose, based on things that may be in the contract yeah. that I can't discuss. Because uh, there's too I, many, too many feet underneath Sue there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really interesting. Well, I guess we can talk about it. Yeah. Darren doesn't have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's an Avenger hiding behind Sue in this one. Yeah. So even though you took a picture of everybody on stage, you didn't really take a picture of everybody on stage. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's sort of just at the right angle that you, there's not much evidence, but I mean, so when I was looking at this, I'm thinking, well, wait, how, how, how did this even happen in the show? But, but once you sort of, once you sort of parse the image, you can see, you can see what we're looking at, um, which I think is, I think, I, I mean, I like the the photo, even all of that aside, but it's, it's interesting <laughs> because of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a few shots that I ended up taking with that in mind. Mm-hmm. So knowing that that's sort of what they're looking for. Just out of curiosity, the uh, other photographers at this show, I was I remember that there were a bunch of you guys up front on the barrier. Yeah, this is the Warfield. Yeah, was anybody else thinking about this kind of stuff? Or were you kind of the only one who was planning shots in a way that, you know, you knew that you had higher shots of being approved? Yeah, the two or three people that I knew uh, there, for, I've, I've met them either on social media or or in person before. Um, they didn't know anything about Baby mm-hmm. they, they They're just, you know, they, they cover a lot of the, the uh, music scene in San Francisco. So yeah. they were there. One guy is a metal photographer, so he was a little out of his element as well, <laughs> wondering <laughs> what he was going about to see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I once... It, like I said, I was in the middle at the very beginning. I moved over to the side, and that was the end of me being in the middle. Yeah. And mm. basically, every single but person was in the middle. Um, right. I, I don't know what was happening on the left side of, of, of the pit because I couldn't see him because there were so many people in the middle. Uh, <laughs> so I got as close to the middle as I could from time to time. But uh-huh. yeah. Um, but th- that th- this this pose, I wanted to make sure to be to the right because of like I said, uh-huh. things that may be in the contract. The, the way the choreography may work out for Correct. you. Correct. <laughs> but in fact, actually, they're also kind of looking that direction too. I mean, like, yeah, right. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, in the 2014 show that you only had two songs before they yes. ushered you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, it, that wasn't the case here, right? Or did, uh, the, uh, for the uh, Warfield show was three. Oh, I see. Which is a little more standard, but you know, yeah, usually two to three songs is standard. Two is kind of cutting it close. Um, 
I've heard people say that, you know, sometimes it's one and sometimes you get wow. to shoot more. Uh, there's other, uh, one, one of the people told me that they, they allow you to stay in the pit until the lead singer starts sweating. Uh-huh. And that's when it's done. <laughs> so, How interesting. You, that could be any time. Um, for, but for, uh, uh, the forum, they got, they let us shoot five songs and they weren't five in a row either. So the plan was to usher us in when we could shoot and then usher us out in between songs until we can go back. And fortunately, the guy that was in charge of watching us, he said, you know what? Just stay here. <laughs> just make, just oh, make wow. sure you're not taking pictures during those songs. And so we did, you know, because we mm-hmm. want to shoot again. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So we didn't get to shoot stuff like Dada Dance and other songs that really would have been would have been fun to shoot. But mm-hmm. I can't complain because some of the songs that we, they let us shoot was were great. Sure. I mean, one of the things that I was thinking about was there's a sort of an, an antagonism in a way between the, the desires of the photographers and the people who want to see their photography and the people who are at the barrier in the center, you know, definitely. So, yeah, you know, I try to, you know, the, there, there's different thoughts of this. Uh-huh. You know, I try to make sure not to stand straight up right behind, right in front of the barrier because mm-hmm. then I'm blocking somebody and that somebody's paid whatever money and, you know, to be there. And for uh, an uh, open, open floor like baby metal, mm-hmm. you know, they, that person stood in line for X amount of hours to get to that, that right. point. Right. And for me to stand in front of them, granted, it's only three songs, but you know, I, I try to make sure to kind of crouch down. But as a photographer, you also have to get your shot. Right. So mm-hmm. I understand the people that have that that are going to block your your view a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I yeah, like I said, I try to be respectful <laughs> as much as possible to the people that are behind me. Cool. Yeah, I, I hadn't actually thought about that even before, but I know that um, uh, there's a couple of festivals that we had live streams of where. You know, you couldn't see anything at all because it was just like this gaggle of photographers in front. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But they did right. clear out after a couple songs. So um, yes. I didn't realize yeah. that that was sort of by contract. Yes, definitely. Ah, so this one is interesting. This is a, this is a, who's that a photo of? It's, it's Moa and an event. That's Moa. Uh, yes. But who? <laughs> that Momoko? Was... Is it? Do you guys I know? Say, who's I, think it is. I don't yeah, think it's really. I want to say Momoko. It should be Momoko, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. That's, yes. That was that would have been my guess. I mean, we uh, we can't see her face, and so uh, it's it's not clear. But it's clearly it's clearly not Sue. <laughs> right. Yes. So this is an unusual photo. Um, this is one that I am a little surprised got approved. But it's I guess it's basically a photo of Moa doing something, right? Yes. So I mean, this is the Megitsune at the beginning where they do the little fox god kiss mm-hmm. with their hands with uh, between the two of them. Um, so yeah, this is, I mean, I, I was on the left hand side. They put it, that's where they put us. So I, I figured, oh, well, at least for, you know, this shot, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get Moa facing me rather than the Avenger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this will work out. What's impressive to me about this one, and I'm going to cycle back to where you're standing when you took this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. That's unbelievable. <laughs> now, how cropped are you, if at all? It's definitely cropped. Uh, I'd have to look at the original to figure out, but you know, at, I believe Megitsune, they started a lot closer to us. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the shot that we had, uh, of the, the wide shot, the, the stage is pretty far back. 
and but they came up pretty close. But okay. yeah, I, I'd have to say it's been the, maybe the middle of the floor, so it's not close, close. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely it's been cropped in. But also, I'm using a 400 millimeter lens instead of this one, which was I think 23 millimeters. What I shot this one at the the sure. big overview. Yeah. Yeah, the wide shot. Blessed with white light too. Yeah. 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 I. You know, photographers, you're always looking for the light. Uh-huh, you're always uh-huh. happy when they bring the white one out. <laughs> <laughs> and it works well with the costume, too. I mean, like the it's mm-hmm. it's doing the right stuff with all the little sparkly bits. Almost yeah, like they planned it like that. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if they even if they don't specifically play to any particular camera, you know, you know that the visual that they know what they're going for. I mean, <laughs> somebody's mm-hmm. working very hard on this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very nice. This is a, another black and white MOA photo. The hair. That's so. Is this uh? This must be sort of in motion, right? The her hair is kind of flowing, flowing a behind her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have other hair shots where hair is going crazy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Those none of those got approved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you try to get some. Uh, some motion at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that wasn't the the purpose of this photo, uh, but you know, getting getting motion in the hair at, at least gives you an idea that they're in motion in the right. shot. Yeah. No, when I first saw this, I didn't realize that she wasn't basically sitting still because I kind of hadn't noticed the, her hair. <laughs> mm, uh huh. So I'm guessing this was red light. Uh, yeah. They they used a couple of different lights, and uh-huh. I'm guessing red is 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 correct on this one as well. Which is why I'm sure you went to black and white on it. Black and white is my friend. <laughs> yeah. And is this another one you were surprised got approved because it's black and white? Uh, yeah, sort of. You know, I, I thought there were other more photos that they would have that that showed her face a little better, and also because it's black and white. I, I, again, kind of uh, surprised that they were going to approve a black and white photo. I guess it's a good time to ask, knowing that we can't see them. Can you maybe describe some of the ones you wish were approved that you could show people, uh, but weren't? So- yeah, so the ones that since you know nobody else can see them, then they were glorious. Yeah, they were of course awesome. Always <laughs> <laughs> the best stuff. <laughs> where, 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 where my word cannot be questioned. Yeah, oh yeah, they were the best things I ever did. <laughs> the eyes were super sharp. It was dynamic. <laughs> big smile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're they're you know, being a fan of the the group, I took a bunch of other shots that I could have myself and. uh there were a couple. There were definitely the favorite ones I have of the of the two venues were not approved. Hmm. So yeah, let your imaginations yeah. wander. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what, do you, what do you want me to say? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. This this next one is a photo of Sue during during the Gitsune, Uh She's holding the mask, and I guess this must be part of the like call and response part. Um, yeah, it is. We all kind of remember, I think, you know, the, the Dada dance was fairly frenzied. Uh, and so she wound up, <laughs> uh, her hair got kind of messed up in that process and apparently didn't get fixed in uh, going into Magitsune. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a, this is a great photo of her hair all like stuck in her headpiece thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have no idea why this one was approved. That's yeah. That that was exactly the thing that I was thinking when I when I wanted to focus on this one because I love it. It's great. I mean, 
but um it does seem like they they let it through in a way that uh i might not have expected them to i'm glad they did yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i'm i am as well i mean it uh it, but the the this photo bugs me a little bit um because it the the lighting was a little weird so ev- everything kind of came out brown but the, like the 10 or 15 seconds of this this sequence it, the light was a lot softer and uh for some reason the white balance ended up being kind of brown to the point where when i was looking at the photos that we we're going to use for this i went back and changed their hair to more black <laughs> Just like, you know, I, I got to fix this. Yeah, it's true that it does look weirdly brown in this version. Yeah, but it, it's it's funny because I didn't, you know, when I shot it, I didn't notice her hair like that. I'm like, boy, this sure is a weird hairstyle. Did she have that the whole time? I mean, I, I don't remember <laughs> this at all. You know, this is when I'm editing the photo. And then sure enough, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, this, her hair was not like that before. <laughs> So I guess knowing what we know from talking to you about how they approve stuff and you have to send them things to be able to show them to the world. Can you walk us through why maybe you chose this one? Oh, to send them? You you had to send them. (laughs) Why would you ask for this one to be approved? I thought thought the the expression was good. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, It it seemed like a, it, it seemed relatively clean. I mean, you do see somebody in the background over there to the right a little bit with the forum, mm. you know, depending on where, the angle, you got some really b- nice black backgrounds. So I mm. thought that was a, a cool shot. Um, you know, there were, I, I, we send, I sent a little over 20 photos. And uh, so I had like maybe three or four shots of Sue. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they give you a limit on the number of photos you took. I mean, you send them mm-hmm. for approval, mainly because I'm guessing because back in 2014, some dumb photographer sent them 62 photos to, to <laughs> approve. And I, I got an email back saying, uh, can you cut this down a little bit so we can look at some of the, just the best ones? I'm like, oh, sorry. It's my bad. It's my first concert. So, so it made me it made me chuckle a little bit when I actually saw that there is a limit to the number of photos they are going to look at. Okay. And this is dealing with 5B or Amuse USA. Um, um, for in 2014, I dealt with Nora. If uh, I mean, some of the older fans oh, know really? who Nora is. Wow. Yeah, and I, maybe some of the new fans know her as well. Um, That's as amazing. As I recall, back then, she was not the like tour manager status. Um, so this my my photos actually I, I'm assuming ended up going to Koba. Mm-hmm. Mainly because the back and forth was like, well, they're on tour right now. The uh, the manager manager's obviously busy because uh, you know they're doing whatever wherever they were. I forgot where they mm-hmm. ended up going, Sonosphere or something like that. After that, um, so you know it's going to take some time. It actually took maybe the the first the first set of photos was no problem. I wanted to I asked them, hey, you know, can I use some of these for my social media? And then that's what took so that took weeks oh. for them to even get back to me. And they didn't really give me anything else until uh, that second publication said, hey, you know, we'd like to use some photos as well. And then they approved some more. But yeah, that was Nora. So I mean, she she was great. She was very, you know, helpful. And whenever I would keep bugging her, I didn't want to keep bugging her, <laughs> but I did, you know, and she, oh, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they'll hopefully have some time next week, blah, blah, blah. No um, kidding. For, 
Yeah. So in two, the, two, this year, obviously they're a little bigger and they're a little more organized. So I had uh, two different people looking at the photos, one from Amuse and one from uh, Toys Factory, as I recall. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm surprised at the slow turnaround, though. I mean, because don't they usually like don't the articles about these usually come out? Almost yeah, immediately so after the, the concert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for the new, for, for the newspaper, when I sent them in that day, I got a bat, I got something bad. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, I sent them the photos, I think that night or early the next morning. And we got a, we got a approval on the four photos quickly. Uh-huh. And, uh, same thing today. Uh, I mean, in this year, uh, it was quick. And it makes sense, like just like you said, you know, they uh, the newspapers need to come out with their stories. So well, I did, I wasn't really on a big deadline or anything, but uh, they got back really quick. Now, mm-hmm. when I asked about my personal social media back in 2014, that was, you know, well, we care about this guy. Yeah. I mean, who is this guy? Right. So, <laughs> that took a little while. Yeah. And, like I said, until another publication was interested in photos. And then they were, they came, they got back to me right away on that one. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually, I don't, I don't know how this normally works even, but what are your rights with these photos now? I mean, are they, are they something that you could sell a print of or are they, do they belong to Rafu Shimpo or, or how, how does that intellectual property stuff work out? Uh, the, the photos are mine. I mean, unless the contract itself states that, you know, they, they, they're, own the the rights to all the photos which you know any photographer should not right. sign that away that's what mm-hmm. i've heard yeah they are yours <laughs> yeah i mean usually if you're shooting for a publication they have rights to the photos to uh distribute them um but you still own the rights to the photo so even though somebody commercially says hey you know i want to buy that photo you're uh through like the publication or whatever uh you're still going to get compensated for that uh-huh. because they're they're partly your rights as well they're going to take a cut obviously but you know you still you you actually still own the photo cool it's possible i mean like we've seen a little bit of expression of interest of this in the in our live chat room so <laughs> oh. uh, yeah anyway but now as for me yeah as for as for buying the photos that may be a little difficult uh-huh. um whether or not rafu is somebody that you can talk to about that you can try hey if somebody wants to pay me money great but yeah i'm not i'm not going that route uh-huh. because uh I, i'd like to keep shooting for them i'd like to keep yeah. shooting baby metal sure um, if you're you know if you sign a contract and you know that's that's what you gotta adhere to sure 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 um yeah other other photographers you know that's you do what you do you know some of them will will ignore the contract and and you know publish 75 photos here's my 75 photos of of, of baby metal that I right to shoot yeah to be honest yeah, that's more power to them i am there's a there's a particular photo shoot that i'm fairly convinced is basically like basically the compliment like all of the ones that were not approved because <laughs> they, they are just something <laughs> but uh, so you should see these just out of curiosity what do you think about john mcmurty selling all of these prints is this something he's doing with the blessing of team baby metal or do you think he's just kind of gone rogue i really don't know i would think somebody that that 
that is that involved in the scene and knowing what he's doing and been doing this for so long uh-huh. that he probably got a contract to not have to worry about um being limited to what he can do with those photos. And like I said, right. you know, in 2014, I did there wasn't there wasn't a contract for the for the concert. So sure. there may very well have not been a contract for the photos uh for a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there must have been, you would think, just you because think it's so. something very formal like that. Uh but uh, I'm guessing, yeah, John probably has rights to do that. Interesting. Yeah. So what you what I inferring from that is you could in fact sell us prints from 2014. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I shot yep. for the Rafu Shimpo, so yeah, yeah. All, all inquiries can go to the Rafu Shimpo. Yeah, although that's probably good too, in a way. You know that that will that will show them that they were wise to have hired you, right? They're they're doing 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 us a favor here as well uh-huh. as, as letting us uh, show off the photos that yeah. that were approved and allowing me to shoot. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shooting uh, any of these concerts without them. Yeah. So I think, I think there might be one more that I, that I saw it go by. We had, we, we sort of started the slideshow up as we went off on to other topics, but there was one more that uh, I kind of wanted to just point out or point to. Um, I don't know what number it is though, but it's the, uh, it's sort of the side shot of Papaya. That one? That's exactly it. So, so this one is this. Uh, I think it might actually be the last one, but uh, is it's sort of like a side. It's it's really just straight, you know, from the side. But now I guess we understand why it was straight from the side because you were very far away. <laughs> yes, but, definitely. Um, but it's it's clearly during Papaya. You can kind of see that from there, from the choreography and the fact that we have the the sparks coming out of the bottom of the stage, which are coolly mm-hmm. actually also on the screen behind them. So right. So I wanted to kind of incorporate the screen at some point. So when they had the crazy patterns in, in, uh, uh, Shanti, 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 you know, I, I went kind of wider to make sure that we, uh, I used that, that, which, you know, those shots did not get approved. Mm-hmm. But, um, in this one, you know, I was hoping for like the crowd in the background waving the towels or something like that. So I was waiting for, for a moment for something on the on the background i mean on the screen mm-hmm. and that one came up and i'm like oh that's cool because at least it it, it kind of gives you a weird sense of place yeah right with these with mm-hmm. these uh sparks you, did, you at first you don't understand that those sparks are actually on a screen right sure so i thought it was kind of cool to to include oh i was more kind of trying to get in the people waving the towels but uh, there just was too much. You, you can even see how the, the girls are a little overexposed. I was just trying to get it, uh, get more exposure on the people with the towels and I didn't want to brighten it up too much. Cause then you're going to, the, the bottom of the, uh, stage is really going to look kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, outline of them didn't work out. So, yeah. Yeah. But the sil- the silhouette These of all the waving happen. towels looks great too. So. Yeah, I mean, if you know that the, the, that people are waving towels, it works. But as a, just somebody looking at the photo, you know, the, mm. you kind of lose that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. So the thing that I, I guess I, that was interesting about this is just that this shot is different. I mean, like uh, you know, I guess I said before, like we've seen a lot of the same kind of shots due to what they approve. But mm-hmm. um, and you know, this 
fits in what they approve, presumably. But but uh, it's unlike, you know, it's sort of different from a lot of the other ones we've seen. So I like, I, I definitely like that about this one. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's separate. It's really different from the standard stuff that they have, where it would be just really a close up of the three of them. Yeah. Right. This actually kind of looks like it's it looks like it's from the side, but you were pretty dead center, weren't you? Uh, we're we're off to the left. No, so that's still off to the left. Obviously, okay. the closer they come to us, the more to the side we're going to be. Right, I see. But this is still pretty far back. Um. So so yeah, we're still to the left of of center. Uh, that's why it looks it, like it's to the left. Yeah. Um. As I recall, the section over there underneath them with the fire uh-huh. i think that that flat part was center right right it's, yeah i think that's either that or in between the two two uh sections is center i don't remember yeah. what was facing you guys well if you just look at the scissor lifts you can tell what scissor what direction they're driving in yeah and that he's off mm, to the true. left <laughs> okay yeah i don't think as far as i know i've talked about all the ones that i wanted to talk about <laughs> okay <laughs> but this is great i mean i i, I you know it's wonderful to hear all about all of this and and to see these so i'm glad you know that we actually have a chance to see them since not many were selected for actual publication yeah, yeah i'm glad to show them off some great photos i'm glad i got to see them thanks thanks we have some questions that have come through the chat oh great uh, cryptid has asked a question from toby in the uk i'm thinking of getting a panasonic gh5 for youtube and travel photography but i have been interested in concert photography for a while would I need different lenses for those two different kinds of photography? So concert photography, as in uh, from the photo pit, um, I'm not really familiar with the Panasonic uh, brand, unfortunately, sorry. But, you know, the top level uh, cameras are going to be obviously your your best shot. The problem is they're really, really expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, you can, you can go down (laughs) as long as you're not into the really low consumer level. And, you know, so for the Canon, since I shoot Canon, you know, the 7D, um, would work out the 6D, um, even the 5D Mark fours and threes and twos, you know, um, Mm. they, they're full frame cameras. And so they're going to be able to let in a lot, a lot more light than a crop sensor camera. And that's really what you need when you get low light. So for a lot of the stuff for, for concerts, if you got great light coming at, you know, shining on, on the, the subject, then you, you know, the, the camera body really doesn't come into play, but rarely is there, is there good light <laughs> in concerts? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the arena show is a lot better. I mean, there, there's a lot more white light that they used. Uh, but yeah, especially when you go to these small, uh, areas small concerts where you know they're playing in the dark it's just tough really is so you really need some good good camera equipment like i said bandmade played in the dark you know they played two nights first night they played in the dark i got one picture three shot three three songs i had (laughs) had one picture that i out of that whole thing they put us in this uh, at the at the soundboard so there was you know i have a, a 1dx and i i nothing nothing would come in focus because you're so far away you can't focus on anything Mm-hmm. Uh, so another question from Toby. Um, has a crowd surfer ever sailed over the barricade and collided with you? 
screw up your shot or you got any <laughs> the flames or anything like that? Thankfully, no. Nobody's complained. You know, and then again, you know, I, I try not to get in people's way. Um, when I'm uh-huh. moving from side to side, you know, there, there's, there were moments where I'm shooting for the, the, uh, the group or the organizer. So then I had free reign of the whole photo pit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm crouched down instead of just walking in front of everybody to, to move from point to point. Uh, no, no crowd servers. Usually at the beginning, there's not a lot of them, I guess, because I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned it, I guess, yeah, that sounds right. Like, you know, Kenji, Mr. Baby Metal fan, you know, he doesn't want to <laughs> crowd surf till the end because just in case, you know, they, they throw him out, then, uh-huh. you know, you're, you're, you're covered. You've seen most of the show. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that has not happened yet. And thank God I can see that happening. Uh, like I said, when I, when I shot, uh, it was a silent siren that I was photographing and there's not a lot of co- crowd surfing going on in silent siren. So I didn't have right. to worry about that either. <laughs> That's cool. Out of curiosity, are you, are you thinking at all about like, this is, I guess is maybe less as a photographer and more as just like a baby metal fan. Are you thinking at all about like going to see any show in Japan and in particular, um, there's this 10th anniversary coming. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, Fox Day, they'll actually tell you what they're going to do. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I am planning on going, I hope. I've been to I, I've been to one show at, in Japan. That was the Tokyo Dome shows. And those were fantastic. Um, I guess if I'm, you're going to go to one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Yeah, because one of the guys I know, he goes, you know, when they play, ba- this was after the LA show. When they play Tokyo Dome, we got to go. It's like, yeah, right, okay, whatever. And sure enough, you know, <laughs> within two years, they're playing Tokyo Dome. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, all right, well, you know, you said we got to go, so let's go. I- I'll- I'm in. And he said, you know, there's an Ozzy Osbourne concert that weekend, and one of my friends is coming down from Canada. I can't go to Baby Battle, so he missed out on the Tokyo Dome show. Oh, no. Sadly, he was a huge fan, and he couldn't go. But I was there, so that worked out for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess we've been recording for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll kind of we'll kind of get towards the end here, but just um, I'm sure there's people wondering, do you have any tips for uh, fans, concert goers, who want to pull their phone out and try and get a picture of what's going on on stage? Turn it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, the video people need to turn it sideways uh, for for regular photos. Generally, you're not going to zoom in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a opti- It's not an optical. It's a digital zoom. So even though it may look good, it especially when people are moving, it's going to be tough. Uh, so they really, right. you got to be close for a phone. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the lighting. You know, the lighting is usually bad. If if the white light comes up and it, it, you get a nice bright stage, you can get a good shot because the the, the light is 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 your friend, and uh, hopefully you you know some of the poses that they do uh, where they're not moving very much that that will help out as well because usually with that low light uh, your shutter speed on your on your uh, camera phone is going to be slow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm shooting at I think the lowest I would shoot would be. Uh, for baby metal, at least, was like one four hundredth because oh, they're wow. moving around so much. Now, if I went yeah. down to one two fiftieth, one two hundredth, you know, what, what, I can get some more shots. But even at one four hundredth, I had photos that were just a little bit of motion blur in their eye or something like that, and it just you know, uh, not usable. 
right? Uh, at least for publication wise. Uh, for you know, for you though, you know, it's people have a a, a real connection with their their phone, their own pictures. <laughs> so I mean, I could take a great picture of of the group. You can take a picture of the group that is you know a little blurry because they were moving around, but you're gonna love that photo. Because it, yeah. you have a connection with it, right? You're there. It reminds you of, of the concert, why, why you were there, you know, that particular moment, what was going on. And, you know, you can't, you can't replicate that in, if it's somebody else is taking that shot. Uh, it's the same thing with, with, uh, sports photography, right? You know, you have people shooting from the stands, you know, they don't, don't get, they don't have good equipment, but they're going to love those photos because they took it. They have that connection with it. So it, it you know, Things are going to be a little blurry. Things, things might be a little overexposed. Uh, you know, if you like it, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's great advice. And then, uh, do you have any advice for any aspiring photographers out there who may want to get into concerts or sports or try and go pro in some other way? Uh, I, I kind of want to get into more concerts too, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, it, a lot of it is networking. I mean, first off, you got to do the job. All right. Yeah. I mean, just being, just saying, okay, I know, you know, this X guy and I'm, I can get into this doesn't make you a photographer. You, you have to understand what, what the job entails. You know, if you come out and, and get access and then come out with a whole bunch of crappy, sh- uh, shots, you know, that, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know, you have to show people what you can do. You know, like I said, I, I met the USA Today, uh, guy maybe two years before he actually offered me a job mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like oh yeah we could use somebody uh, you, you you know your stuff is great i i still had to work at it i still had to make sure that i could do the job um so i mean first and foremost that's what it is second you, you should network as much as possible you never know where that job's coming from you never know who you're going to talk to that right. might need somebody to come out and shoot mm-hmm. so you know i'm not somebody that really does a lot of that you know uh but there are many others that do. If the more personable you are, the more honest you are about yourself and go out and show, show yourself and talk to people, uh, the, the better off you're going to be. You know, a lot of it, it ends up being who you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you do, you have a, a, you know, presumably a portfolio that you show people who are interested in potentially hiring you or people who you would like to be interested in hiring you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one question that had, that came up uh, somewhere in our in our uh, chat. Oh, it's, it's actually it's also from Toby, but um, is whether I assume that you can't use your non-approved photos even in your own portfolio? Can you or or can you? Um, publicly, probably not. Well, publicly, I probably can, um, but I generally will not use these photos unless it's uh, privately. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. A, a client is is you know wants to know, hey, you know, what have you shot recently? Or can I see some of your photography, uh, your, your concert photography, photography, then I can show them a, a set of shots right. and th- these would be in there and, and other ones that I, maybe I like, I didn't get approved. Now, you know, obviously if they're, if that's going out in the public, I'm not going to show them sure. that type of stuff. Uh, there would be other shots that I could, I could like any of the ones that we showed today. Right. Uh, so yeah, there, it's not, that's what I, I really should put together on my website, a, a concert uh, folder. It's all sports and mm-hmm. some nature stuff. 
but yeah, I'm still kind of building it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've gotten enough to really say, you know, this is a nice portfolio that I would want to show off. It's more of people that I would have to show privately. Yeah. I kind of wonder if, I mean, so it doesn't sound like you've done too many different groups yet in, no. in concert photography. So it's a little hard to know, you know, what the different restrictions would be on them, but I would assume that, you know, some are much less restrictive on what they're going to approve and some are more. And, you know, it just seems like it's a little bit unfair for your, you know, higher ability to suffer your portfolio to suffer from their Yeah, especially with the Japanese groups. Uh-huh. Yeah, with the Japanese groups especially, they they want um, final say on stuff. Yeah. It's not just baby metal. Uh, so, you know, you have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. Kevin is correct, though, that uh, <laughs> the clock is ticking <laughs> terribly Definitely. <fast>. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it, often it winds up being, you know, two hours in, and, you know, I hadn't noticed it go by at all. But uh, uh, so... Are there any other th- other things that you know either we should have should have asked about or or anything else that anyone here wanted to ask? Is would it be considered rude to ask about the pay? Uh, depends on the client. So uh, for some, the pay is you generally not good. For most, the pay is generally not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for other things like uh, like this, um, some of this stuff I will do for free. I mean, you, you're building a portfolio and, and that's some of, you know, that's a, a talking point in photography. Sometimes some people feel that you should not be shooting for free at all mm-hmm. uh, because you are taking away people's jobs. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as if I'm shooting for free, what am I doing? I'm not going to like uh, Rolling Stone and say, Hey, you know, I'll shoot this for free because they already have a photographer that would be shooting that concert. Now, baby metal, if I'm shooting for the, uh, for Rafu Shimpo, they're not sending anybody. What, what am I, who am I hurting other than taking a spot in the photo pit? Mm-hmm. So, uh, depends on what, what it is. I mean, for me, you, you really need to do a lot of networking. And if you don't get out there, you're not doing it. You know, as much as social media uh, is prominent, you know, people, people that are making decisions are generally not doing it through social media. Very, very rarely mm. are you getting a job because you post all your photos on social media. Mm. So it's kind of who you know and then people that know that you know how to do the job. Makes sense. All right. Is it, so at, at the end of it, is it sort of, what am I trying to ask? I guess the, I guess my question was whether you get sort of paid for the gig itself or do you get paid for like by photo or like? Generally assignments fee. Yeah, so you you you're assigned the 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 gig and you you go out and shoot it and that you get paid for that and whatever photos that you give them. Sometimes they they want X photos, mm-hmm. X number of photos, so you give them that and then extra you may get paid extra if they want some of these other ones. Okay. Um but for the most part, yeah, you give them what you what you can and they give you a flat fee. Yeah, that seems uh, I'm glad it works that way just because of, you know, yeah, given that Yeah. You know, already the baby metal team has cut it down to whatever, and then you know, and then uh, Rafu Shimpo themselves picked one. You know, I, I was hoping that they weren't just paying you for one. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. That's that's a little different. Um, but there are times when you shoot for spec, 
or shoot on spec. Uh-huh. So uh, you don't get paid, but you get paid by the photo. Yeah. That still exists. All right. Uh, so if people had questions for you or wanted to get in touch in any way, um, or just look at your output, uh, do you have any sort of like social media outlets or a website or anything like that that people should look for? Uh, yeah, my website's diamaphoto, D-Y-A-M-A, photo.com. That doesn't get updated very regularly, uh, but Instagram is probably the way that, that you would go to see mostly of my sports shots. I will post some concert stuff when I get to, <laughs> since, when you're since I don't shoot too many of them. <laughs> and the J-Pop Festival hasn't happened in two years. That's that's where I, a lot of the, my shots would end up being taken as well. So that is the Yama photo as well on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so I think I think I'm about ready to close this off. Then, um, thank you so much, Darren, for coming and talking us through this. This is a hey, thank you, huge yes, fun. Thanks. Thanks. Learned yeah, a thanks, lot Darren. about yeah, cameras. This has been great. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I learned a lot. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that was the point of of having me on, but hey, it's a <laughs> I'm glad that it helped somebody. Yep. So uh, I'm not actually sure what we're doing uh, next time, but we'll we'll you know announce it in in advance. Uh, for the next episode, but um, I'm really liking this this format. You know, so when there's not a big news topic to talk about, I guess pretty soon we're coming up on Fox Day. But we are indeed. When do we record oh. next? Is are we gonna... at Baby Metal face masks? <laughs> we record oh, no. uh, three days before <laughs> Fox Day next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about speculating about the future and and uh, you know how difficult that is and stuff, but um. And and also about how we're hoping on Fox Day we will learn something about the the ten ten twenty twenty event. Mm-hmm. But uh, boy, what a mess! <laughs> oh, well, still looking forward to Fox Day anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, but I will land the plane as it were. Yes. So that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks, and we'll hope you join us then. And until then, see you.